You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. My name is Cora Gernon. I created this space for women to share all of the details surrounding their pregnancy, labour, birth and everything in between without feeling shy about the detail. Sit back and enjoy over 100 hours of birth stories told by you, the listeners. Hello there. I hope you're all well and have had a really good week. Um, I'm in Portugal with my family and we're having the best time. So we're going home on Friday and I'm already planning our next holiday. So I'm going to try to go away for the Easter midterm if I can and make more of an effort to to go away more. Now that they're a little bit older, it's it's way easier than I thought it would be. The first few days were a little bit difficult and I'm not going to lie, I did consider coming home early because I'm that dramatic but it's worked out really well and I'm really glad that we made the effort to come away it's the first time coming away since our honeymoon so um, I think I was nervous about how different it would be but it's been amazing anyway to chat about this week's episode I'm sharing Erin's birth story she talks me through her one pregnancy and the birth of her little man George so Erin's story is a very honest one she shares that her pregnancy was unplanned um, and everything that everything that comes with that. So she had changed just recently changed a job and they had just moved into a house share as well with plans to get their own place in eighteen months. So it was definitely a shock. Um she shares how she felt telling her family and their responses too, which I think were really nice. She also is an anxious person. So she did avail of the mental health services that the, the maternity hospital offered and she spoke to someone weekly who she speaks of really fondly and that person really helped her through through her pregnancy. Um, and she gave her some really nice coping mechanisms that she actually used throughout uh, George's birth as well. So that's really nice to hear that she took so much from that and benefited so much from it. Um, She talks about his birth and she got an epidural. She didn't opt for one. It was, I'll let um, Erin kind of explain. Um, She also had a vaginal birth and then went on to share her breastfeeding story too. But the part, the parts of Erin's story are that I really 
love are the people who who made her experience that little bit easier because she was definitely she was told throughout her pregnancy that George was going to be, was measuring really small and um, at one stage it was mentioned that he's under five pounds and he was actually born eight eight so he was a he was a, a lovely healthy big boy but throughout her entire pregnancy she was just so nervous that he was small because that she was t- that's what she was told which only added to her already anxious state so I'll I also wanted to mention that I'm going to speak to Erin is currently pregnant with her second baby um, and she's coming up to her 20 week scan now so her her, her big scan as we we all call it um, so I'm going to speak to Erin every month and then I'll share our conversation as like as a, a bonus episode but I think it'll be really nice to you'll already know Erin from um, her birth story with George and it would be nice to see she has mentioned in her birth story that there's a few things that she would change so she feels like she would have more of a voice this time round that she didn't feel like she had um, the first time round so it'd be nice to see how she prepares for this birth in comparison to her first although she did a lot of preparation for George's birth as well um, but we'll follow her throughout her experience and then after her second baby comes we'll chat about that birth story too. So this is something that I really want to do um, long term I think it would be nice to follow someone's story um so closely and really get to know them as well. So I will let you listen to Erin's birth story and I will chat to you next week with a brand new episode. Erin, you are very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. Thank you for your patience. We're trying to have this chat for a long time. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm a bit fangirly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get stuck into your first your first story. So do you want to talk about your first pregnancy? Yeah, okay. So it's me and my partner, Jamie, and we, it wasn't planned. We just moved out. We were in shared accommodation and we just moved into, our plan was to move into this like house share with like just a random stranger. He was an older man and we were just going to, it was like cheap rent. It was a room and we were going to work, save, be there for maybe like a year and a half max and then just have like a deposit there and stuff like that to just like get our own place and (laughs) while we were there I think less than a week the same week we moved out I also was starting a new job where I was becoming a duty manager so it was like a big shift I was going from working in South Dublin over to Tala so it was like quite a trek as well for me um but I was like I'm a super able-bodied person this is going to be okay and then a week into the new job and a week into living there I found out I was pregnant um so that was a bit of a, <laughs> mm. a shock and it's funny because my partner he came home from work and he said oh my god you won't believe it my brother rang me and he's having a baby um the she's three months along and I was like really <laughs> like the exact same day I was actually waiting for him to come home and I was like okay and I was like he was like what and I was like you are too I was like I'm pregnant and he was like what like it was a bit of a shock but we weren't exactly like I wasn't on birth control or anything we weren't being like we weren't we're most definitely weren't trying for a baby like we were together I think was two and a half years at that stage um so that kind of like threw a spanner in the works a little bit for us kind of going forward um and then I COVID hit like two weeks later and it was okay. lockdown. 
so <laughs> that was <laughs> that was my like first little bit so we couldn't see anyone anyway so it was pretty easy to like keep it to ourselves yeah you have like the 12 week deadline where it's like you don't tell anyone until you hit 12 weeks and this is like drilled into me I was like okay like I can't tell anyone because something might happen or yeah, yeah whatever else so we kept it to I think it was until I was like eight weeks and his mom kept dropping us up stuff like a bottle you know like bottles or like oh does Aaron drink um Prosecco I have a bottle of Prosecco there and I was like we can't keep taking things off yeah <laughs> <laughs> that we can't use because during lockdown as well everyone was just like oh like you know zoom uh like bingo nights and like quiz yeah. nights and doing all this sort of stuff and everyone was having a few drinks and I was just kept like coming up with excuses um my morning sickness was like not too bad but like my like smells it's the same this time as well smells just kill me and uh, even talking about like if I talk about certain smells I'm like oh god but yeah, we told anyway his mom and like she was delighted. She was like surprised. She was the first person we told. So eventually then we told everyone. Um I my mom and my dad live in Galway, so I wasn't able I was trying to see how COVID would play out to try and go down and tell them in person because I didn't want to like bring them and to be honest, I was kind of afraid because like I was 23 I'm 25 now and I was 23 I was going to be 24 when I had him which is not really really young or anything but like <laughs> I was just like super nervous about telling them um and I was putting it off and putting it off and then like one day I was just like girl I'll just ring my mom and kind of like see what mood she's in and like they there's <laughs> my older sister has two kids and she had her first baby when she was the same age as me actually like it wouldn't have been a big deal, but I just kind of had worked it up in my head that like, oh, this is going to just be, you know, a disaster. I suppose, I don't know. I just didn't want to like disappoint them, I suppose, or something. And I rang her and was like talking to her for like 10 minutes and was just like letting her tell me about her day and like how she was and what was going on. She was like, oh, so like, what's going on? I was like, oh, I have something to tell you. And she was like, okay and I was like I don't want you to be mad at me and she was like what and I literally just burst into tears and <sighs> through like sobbing like told her and she was like okay and she was like well what do you want to do and I was like what type of I was like I'm like I'm having a baby like and she was like no Erin like I don't mean it like that she was like look like whatever you know like it's, it's all fine she was like why are you so upset I was like I don't know it just kind of like I think I'd built it up so much in my head that when she was nice about it, I was just like, it was like an overflow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, oh no, she was like, this is like great news. And she was like really, really happy about it. And then she was like, do you want me to tell dad? And I was like, yeah. Yes. I was like, I can't. She was like, I don't think you'll be able to ring him. I was like, no. So she told him, and then like he was as well. Like he just texted me, being like, "Oh, like absolutely great news. Like mind yourself. Like it was fine." And how did and you feel I, then? Did you feel it was a big weight off your shoulders? Then? Oh yeah, I yeah. felt like I could be excited about it then as well yeah. because, like, even like my mom was like, "Look." because I told my grandmother before that I wrote her a letter. I'm so dra- melodramatic, like, but I wrote her a letter because with COVID I'd always see her and um, she lives in Dublin and 
I hadn't had a chance to see her and I wanted to tell her in person but I was like look I'm just gonna like I couldn't hold it in I need to tell somebody so yeah. I sent her a letter and she just sent me a letter back she didn't even text me or anything she just sent me a letter back like a few days later being like you know this is great news and like you always wanted to be a mom and oh, she was well, like this yeah. is you know it may be sooner than you thought but like this is this is really good and then at the end she said tell your mom <laughs> like okay. straight away so she as well was like tell your mom like it's 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 not gonna be a big deal um but it sounds like they got it they understood like your nerves and your apprehension and telling them yeah and as well I think it was just yeah I don't know what it was I think I just felt like everything was a bit because I just started the new job as well and we just moved like we had a plan of what the next like year and a half was going to be and then it was just like straight away I, like there, there was just kind of like a worry about like okay like well where are we going to live because we're going to have to sort this within nine months because like we can't live here <laughs> well we could but I was like you know like we can't really we need like more room or more space blah 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 and you know like that's not what the person that we were living with signed up for either so it was kind yeah. of just it was very like everything was kind of in the unknown um at that point and then I had my first scan. I'm pretty sure. I had my first scan in Hollis Street. I went to Hollis Street straight away just because that's where I was born and where my partner was born. So I was like, I didn't really think about it too much, you know, and <laughs> I kind of just went very much with the flow. Like I rang my doctor as well and she was just like, yeah, like just like email the Hollis Street. Like she she was like, I think as well, she got my anxiety about it and she was like, Yeah, it's just like registered, like online. There's like nothing, no big deal. And I was like, All right, okay. And I just got a letter in the post, went in. And my partner couldn't come with me for anything at that point because it was like the first lockdown. So it was really, really strict. And there was a lot of like anti-mask. I got stopped outside one of my appointments outside Hollis Street um, by anti-maskers. And they said to me, you know, you're damaging your baby by wearing oh, wow. mask. You're like, limit. yeah, she was like, you're limiting the oxygen you're giving to your baby. And I was like, I'm just doing what the hospital is telling me. Like, I was just like, I don't think there's like any research to back that up. And I was yeah. kind of like, a bit you know when you walk away from somewhere and you were like I should have stood up for myself or something I was just a bit like taken aback I was like okay and I just kept walking and then I was like halfway down to Stephen's Green and I was like the cheek I was like so annoyed like afterwards um but I got at this point I got I went in for my first appointment and right then and there they referred me to the mental health clinic so I from like the very first scan they kind of referred me and they just said like I struggled a lot with kind of anxiety in the past like since I was very young and up until say like I got I was pregnant in the March of 2020 and I had been on like um anti-anxiety and stuff up until the September before that and then I'd kind of like weaned off them and I had been good up until that point so I was like I don't think I really need it but they were like look like there's no harm in you just like she'll just give you a call so I was like okay yeah like I may as well avail of everything kind of so I was like yeah Grant and they rang she rang me I think it was like after my first scan and she was godsend 
have to <laughs> give her a shout out. So she rang me and we had like, it was nearly two hours of like a consultation. She was like, okay, I think that you should come in weekly and chat to me. So I was like, kind of like, all right. Like, you know, like I wasn't, I didn't think I really needed it that much, but I was like, it is nice to like talk to someone because I hadn't yeah, absolutely, doing yeah. any counseling up until then or anything. So I was like, yeah. And I was in fairness, like I was in the height of it quite a bit my blood pressure kept coming up high my first second and third appointments were my blood pressure was high and they were like oh will we put you on tablets will we not and I think it was literally just environmental like it was literally I was just yeah. I was stressing my new job um there was like a two-hour travel in the morning and in the evening so like my nine-hour shift was like a 12 hour day nearly like it was really really long and do you um, think that travel time as well probably gave you so much time to think and kind of feed your own anxiety because oh, I'm quite an anxious yeah yeah and just stare off and just like have my earphones in and like I'd nearly I just work myself up like yeah like all the time or like I'd be fine I'd I'd, I'd be so preoccupied while I'd be in work and then I'd be on my way home and by the time I get back to the to my house I'd be bawling and like okay. excuse me the amount of times I come in and like I'd just be a wreck and he like my partner was like what is like is everything okay and I would literally be like snotting everywhere and <laughs> just like super hormonal as well obviously but I'd just be like I don't even know so you know like sometimes it was just I was very emotional so I was glad that I had kind of like Eva to link in with like it was good and then we had like kind of there there was a lot of ups and downs as in like there was like I was doing really well and then I'd I don't know it kind of just like could go in like dips ups and dips where like I'd all of a sudden like everything I'd just be like oh my god like what are we gonna do though you know like it all just kind of like snowball and then like I'd write everything down (laughs) I'd be like okay I need to apply for this form and I need to do this and I need to do this and then I feel it'll like plateau a bit and I'm like okay like I have things kind of under control and then it'll just kind of like build up again and then I'd have a meltdown (laughs) again where I'd be like oh this is just going to be a disaster and I'm worried and um yeah I think it was just I don't know I think it was just like I can't remember what she called it but it was like very I didn't have to go I didn't go on tablets for the whole for my pregnancy and my son was born in the November but then once I went into the new year I was put on quite strong tablets after that so sorry I'm jumping ahead a little bit but at the time in my pregnancy I was kind of just having like the weekly counseling and which was like an hour um with her after my weekly scans which is a whole other thing um so yeah, because my high blood pressure, they were checking me more regularly. And then they were saying that he was measuring small from the 20 week scan. He was completely in proportion, but he was small for his weeks, kind of. Um, and this continued <laughs> for through. I went in for weekly scans, like nearly every single week from okay. 20 weeks so I was in like I liked it because I got to see him all the time um but like it was quite a trick 
<laughs> to get like buses out. Like I don't drive. It was like public transport in and out um during COVID as well so I was like really conscious I think that had a huge effect as well like I remember being told like you it was like really dangerous for pregnant women to get COVID at the start because they didn't know and then it was like oh it's not yeah it's it's no more dangerous to pregnant women than anyone else and then it went back to being like babies are being born stillborn and it was like there was just so much back and forth and like the placenta stuff and all it was just like really really scary so that as well just didn't help like I was like my hands were raw from like scaly from like sanitizing and washing them and like I wore masks everywhere and then I was told by other people (laughs) that I was damaging my baby by wearing the mask so it was just such a weird weird time you had um I had Eva, Eva in the May yeah yeah it's it was just it was a lot um to deal with but from then then they just kept checking on him and they were like yeah he's happy and healthy he's just measuring small and I I suppose like when it's your first like if they if that happened this time I'd be like but if he's happy and healthy I don't think I need to keep coming in like I think it it caused like more anxiety a little bit like coming in all the time and like they checked my bloods quite a bit and they were like oh like you're low you're a bit low in iron and you know so like just the usual stuff like there wasn't anything out of the ordinary at all just saying that like he's a little bit small um so I was kind of like yeah okay like just kind of left it at that um went in yeah that was literally weekly scans up until he was born in November up until like, yeah, Halloween kind of. And then okay. they said that there was like a worry I might go into labor early because of, it, it, they said something, I can't remember what it's called, but they checked, they did, um, uh, what are they called? An, an, a pelvic exam or a, a vaginal exam um quite like early in my pregnancy because they said something about my uh cervix or something was like not inadequate I can't remember the word they used but it was like possibly that like I dilate before actually going into labor or whatever okay which also ended up to be like a wild goose chase it was like not a thing they also said my placenta was low-lying it ended up shifting out of the way there was like all these kind of like things and then it would be fine but like they keep me monitored so it was very back and forth like I they were all lovely every time I went in like I had no issues at all but it was just like <laughs> it was just constants um and then like my I remember my grandmother just being like well it's not helping your blood pressure like now looking back now I wish that I had just been like I don't think I need this um like I'm so much more like informed this time around but I was very much just like I'll just like go with whatever they think is best and you know like to make sure like the baby's okay and everything so after that then it like came up to my due date um which was the 13th of November my partner's birthday is the 14th his mom's birthday is the 15th my mom's birthday is the 14th there's like I think in total there's like six birthdays on both sides of our family like together in that like week and a half afterwards uh, after the 13th so I was like it's gonna be on someone's birthday 
everyone's birthdays came and went. The baby was not born. Um, and the whole while of them saying, you know, he is uh, your full term, but like he is measuring small. Um, they said at one point, like, oh, he's looking like less than five pounds. And like, and now I know that like measurements are really inaccurate once they get past, I think it's 30 weeks or yeah. like even sooner. Like it's, he was like, and I had a really neat small bump on my, you know how they measure from your bone up with the measuring tape. I was measuring one behind all the time. So my bump was actually smaller, but he was just curled up. Like I was just kind of neat, I suppose. Um, but he, yeah, was overdue. <laughs> I think 12 days. Yeah, it was 12 days. So when I was 10 days overdue, I had my, I always had my appointments on a Thursday. And I went in on the Thursday and he said, okay, like you're well overdue now. We'll book you for induction on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And like, he could kind of see, like I, he gave me a, like a cervical exam and he was like oh baby's really low but like I bawled crying at it because I think I'd just gotten like so many I was just really like like of the nurse who checks your pee actually came in or like the midwife you know the girl who always like checks it at the little hatch she came up and held my hand while he was doing it because I was just really I don't know and I could I should have just said like no I'm actually okay I don't need him but I was just like I just kind of was like yeah like just do it like it's fine and then he was like look like I'm not gonna give you a sweep because he was like you're like in a bit of a heap (laughs) and I was like yeah no like that's fine and he was like look the baby's really really low so I'm sure like it'll happen but we'll book in for induction on Tuesday blah 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 and it would have been like bang on 14 days overdue then so I was like okay grand and by the time I was home I had to run for a bus <laughs> to get home, which was like a two minute, it was like two minutes away from the hospital door to, at the bottom of Marion Square to get the bus. And it was only, it only runs once an hour. So I was like, I am not missing this oh, bus. Stop. I like <laughs> legged it. <laughs> this is not like, yeah, 10 days overdue, legged it from Hollow Street down and I made it. And then I sat on the bus and I was like, oh, I'm actually... I started labor off by like running to the bus because I I like bombed it down the road and like people were looking at me like I was nuts like I was running away from someone but I was just like I don't want to have to walk to the Lewis because it was like a 15 minute walk and then I would have been like a 15 minute walk from myself when I get off the Lewis so I uh, was sitting on the bus and by the time I got back I was kind of like oh like I think I'm like because you know how for weeks before I was like I think I'm going into labor yeah because like yeah. you get <laughs> oh there was so many times I was like I think this is it and then like labor actually came and I was like okay these actually do feel a bit different do but you think that cry like, in the hospital was a big release do you think that was as well I think so because I did feel like it was quite an outburst and that yeah. happened a few times as well throughout my pregnancy where because I was very much like like even like the girl I talked to, she was very much like, you don't have to wait until something like it all builds up to then come in and let it all out. Like that wouldn't happen if you just talked about how you were feeling and like named those feelings. Like she taught me so many skills about like even like my anxious part of me as like a child's version of myself who like doesn't believe that like I know what I'm doing. And she was like, you are like the wise adult Aaron that part of you knows exactly what you're doing you have a plan and you just need to tell her to like 
it's okay like I have this you don't need to worry and it's like those kind of visualizations like I yeah, do it well, every yeah, day now and yeah. um, like it was really really helpful so I think yeah it was just like a bit of a release and then I went home and that was kind of like Thursday night on and off and you're, you're timing them as well I was like they're 15 you're timing them way too early <laughs> they're 17 oh they're gone now they're gone yeah. oh no they're starting back up <laughs> I was just I was excited as well because yeah I was just of course like, oh, yeah I was I remember as well just being like he's never going to come out my partner was like he has to come out eventually yeah. like he can't stay in there forever um I was like I know but like we're, it's it's well past his time like over overstayed is welcome yeah, but um, it is hard when you. I've never gone over any of their mind, but even, I'm not good when it comes to the last few weeks because you do get to a stage where you just want, you you want to see your baby as well. Yeah, and as well, I think it was because I um I was told quite early that there was a possibility that a, a high possibility that I was going to have him early. Yeah, okay, so like yeah. we had everything prepared, and then it just like oh like once he's happy and healthy that's grand like stretch out as far as you can and then I got to my due date and I was like okay <laughs> and I remember even my mother-in-law just being like but they not just induce you instead of like bringing me in every week because she could see as well like I was just I was worn out and um I came home anyway and was timing them and like that was all through the Thursday night and the Friday morning like they were still there but like they were still very distant and like I was just kind of like walking around I got like a little bit of sleep on the Thursday um like I was able to fall asleep between them and then like I kind of wake up going like oh and then but like they were nothing (laughs) but they were like yeah they were like no the the tip of the iceberg um and then I rang my mother-in-law and asked her would she bring me down to Aldi just to get the shopping in and this is like a running trend with me I'm really bad for it where like I just wanted to do everything myself so I like left my partner asleep didn't wake him up went out to the car with my shopping bags and my shopping list and I was like I just want to get the last bits in you know before and then we were on the way down and she was like are you okay and I was like oh yeah no I've been having contractions all night <laughs> and she was like what she was like why are you going to-? and you're coming to Aldi and I was like yeah like I just I need to get like the bits in and she was like okay like she was just like Erin's gone delusional at this stage so she just went with it um wandered around like kept trying to push my trolley and all I was like I'm fine I was like it's, it's not a big deal but I was I was having to stop like okay. um, for them they were getting then like quite like the tightenings and stuff were getting quite bad and and again I wouldn't even say I remember even like saying that like it wasn't so much it wasn't like share pains or anything it wasn't what I imagined it would be like I said to my partner that it feels like I have like a fist at the front and a fist at the back and they're pulling in together to meet and once they meet it's over like it was like one I knew like I could see I I could feel when it was going to be finished so like it was just I found them really really bearable kind of even once I got into like the proper throes of things like I was very much just like focusing on that feeling and I, I imagined like this these two fists coming together and once they met then it was over and I was like okay grand like I have a little break it's not so, amazing that you could visualize that so like it's like your meetings your chats with fad they were really visual the tools that she gave you it sounds like mm. so that really helped yeah and as well before um like I got so much support in the way like even leading up to birth like I had a whole meeting one week with 
it was like a midwife but she literally just sat down with me in the room like I normally did my counseling with for an hour and I could ask her any question under under the sun that I wanted to about you know pain relief birth the way the hospital work how it would work with my partner coming in because they knew I was so anxious and I was terrified of being by myself and without my partner being allowed in and there was like some people you know when you heard all these rumors and it was like they have to be COVID tested they're not allowed to come in until they have a negative COVID test and then there was like like loads of things that I thought were going to happen the middle I was like no like that's not a thing at all but like I heard it somewhere someone said something about it and in my head I was like oh my god like I'm going to have this baby I'm not going to have like any support there he's not going to be with me um which was actually I was lucky like it was the farthest thing from the truth um so once it came down to it then like she went through everything with me and I asked everything I'm terrified of needles and I was like I don't want that was like my main reason that like I was like I don't want an epidural because I was just so afraid of this like needle in my back which then she talked me through the actual process and then I realized that like the needle is only the local anesthetic <laughs> and there's like a whole tube and everything and I was like horrified I was like oh my goodness I was like well now I'm like definitely not getting that and she was like okay she was like yeah no like there's loads of different options blah 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 and I was like okay grand and um did the shopping and Aldi came back his mom was like will you now like chill out for <laughs> for the evening and I was like yeah yeah grand and kind of they did they got stronger and stronger and then it got to about like eight o'clock in the evening and I just I felt like a shift kind of and I was like I feel like these are like a good bit stronger and I was kind of like starting to not even get I think I just let my I got I got in on myself a little bit and I got like a little bit upset and uh his mom rang me she lives very close to us and I'd be very close to her as well and she and as obviously my mom was in Galway so she was kind of my support up in Dublin um and she was like right I'm coming and bringing you in she was like you know we'll go in like what you're in labor and I was like okay grand and like she was like you're overdue like they'll keep you in you'll have the baby tonight like it's grand and I was like okay and I went in and (laughs) they checked me and they were like uh yeah no you can go home like there's no need for you to be here and they like didn't really give me much more of a a look in than that and I was just kind of like okay (laughs) and I just went back out and his mom came back for us and drove us home but from the the exam that she did it like by the time because my at that stage my contractions were four minutes apart but they didn't seem to be doing like a whole lot um and I was walking the whole time like I felt like such it was such an injustice because I was like it's not like I'm just lying here like I'm I'm like doing all these things you're supposed to do so and I'd done so much research like I did so much research in like throughout my whole pregnancy I did like two separate baby classes I did like the baby doc one as well I did like a first aid one um I did uh preparing to breastfeed um oh I just did so much I poured over birth vlogs on YouTube um one born every minute um like everything I could get my hands on I was like watching and listening to so I thought I was like I was like I know everything 
<laughs> there is to know like there's no way like this isn't going to go to plan and she brought us back but by the time I got back to the house they were like then I was like oh like these are a lot stronger now so obviously I think with her checking me as well mm-hmm. it was nearly like a sweep you know like she kind of I think moved things along um accidentally and um, so that was then there was like no more sleep after that um I got back to our house at like half 10 at night and like even his mom was like I'll drive back now and like drop you back right now because like, she could see I was like kind of in pain and she was just like I think she was just worried about me and I was like no no like because I was like I'm not going back for them to tell me to pick off again like I was like no like I'm I'm good like they say to stay at home as long as possible so like I'm gonna do that and sorry Erin where were you living were you still living in the the house chair shared accommodation okay. yeah so I let we labored uh, it was like a room that we had like our double bed and then you could walk like there was like say half a meter on both sides of it and at the front as well so I literally just paced around the bed for the whole night um and like visualize the fists um and just like kind of the only way I found that it like there was just huge relief if I just stood and swayed back and forth with my hips and like or I leaned against say like the chest of drawers and just like closed my eyes and swayed and just like imagined that so I was really quiet for really I was conscious as well about making noise because we were in a house share I was just like I'm not <laughs> I need to like you know I don't want to wake people up and it, it got to like 1 2 a.m 3 a.m 4 a.m and I was like okay I was like I can't I can't wake people up at this time <laughs> so I got to like six o'clock and I'd had like eight showers like I was just like had hot water on my back that and then like my partner was like rubbing my like lower back as well when I wanted him to but I was like so like I wanted him to do it and then I was like don't touch me like <laughs> I don't want it anymore and he was like yeah like he was just doing whatever but like he as well was in the height of it like he was like you know he just hated seeing me like I suppose in pain or like not mm. he didn't really quite know what to do um and it got to like six and I was like will you just go to sleep I was like because the baby's going to be born today I was like and you're gonna have to there's no point in both of us having no sleep I was like like that's just pointless so I was like will you just like I had been booked in for my the what my uh what is it it's like amniotic fluid levels to be measured because I was so overdue so I was booked in for 10 o'clock on that that this is the Saturday morning anyway so I was like I have to go in for that anyway so I think I'll just like wait until my appointment time and I'll go in then and he was like okay and like my contractions were two minutes apart and they were lasting like the guts of a minute like each time so but I was just like I'm not going in <laughs> without them with for them to tell me to go home again I was like yeah. I'm not doing it um so and as well like I it, like even like the silliest things as in like I knew I had 20 euro for a taxi in and I was like I don't have 20 euro to get me home again so I was like I'm gonna like this I have to just like go in um, and I didn't want to ask his mom either again because like she'd already gone in and out and I was like I just didn't want to cause hassle to anyone this is like my go-to so I let him sleep and then it got to like half eight and I started I like really couldn't I was like okay like I think I need to go in because like I really couldn't work through them properly at all like I, they were getting quite like intense 
and I just ordered a taxi and got my bags and left and didn't wake him up I just left him sleeping because I was like oh like there's no point in him coming in with me because I'll have to wait like and with like the check-in and all that I was like I'll just like ring him once like I'm in and settled and like it's okay for him to come in so I left him sleeping didn't wake him up um got in the taxi by myself didn't tell anyone and just like I think I was a bit in denial I was just I think I was like oh they're probably gonna gonna send me home I was like so like I'm not gonna bother like annoying anyone with it um and his mom rang me while she texted me and said how are you getting on this morning like do I have a a grandson she was mm-hmm. kind of like oh maybe I'll wake up in the morning and you know there'll be a baby and I was like I'm just in a taxi in now um and she rang me and she was like, you're what? what? Like, you're, yeah. in, you're in a taxi. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just. And she was like, OK. And like, you know, where's Jay? And I was like, oh, I left him at home. I was like, I didn't wake him up. I just left him there. And she was like, are you joking? And I was like, no, like it was perfectly reasonable in my head. Like I was just like, no, because what's the point of waking him up? Like I was like, I'll just leave him sleep because he needs sleep and I'll go in and I'll see what the crack is so she was like will you let okay well let me know once you're in there safe and like give me an update and I was like okay grand sure I didn't pick up my phone again by the time I got to Hollow Street I was like I the the taxi man first of all wouldn't let me pay for the taxi he was so kind and he was like my my wife has had three children in this hospital it's like so you know he was just he was really really lovely and he would like helped me up the stairs and everything because at that stage I was like really struggling um, but I was just like silently crying because I also like didn't want to make like too much of a fuss so as soon as they saw me I got in there like a quarter to nine and as soon as the guy saw me at the front like the reg he was just like okay we're gonna yeah just bring you bring you in and we'll we'll get, get your details and like the woman was so like she rushed through it because she could see like I was just very silent and but like I had tears streaming down my face oh, so she was kind of like you know but I was thinking I think if I let myself like actually cry or anything like I wasn't gonna stop like I was yeah. just kind of like I need to like hold this um and she kind of like was like okay like we'll just bring you upstairs and like another woman rushed in with her husband and she was like I need to be seen right now this is my second baby like it's it's it, this is you know this is happening but she was like laughing and joking oh there's another one coming and like she was kind of laughing and joking and I was like sitting there and I was like she, the woman was like look I'm going to bring her up first and then I'll come back down and like she didn't look too happy so I was like no you can just do her like I'll just wait here for a few minutes it'll only take a few minutes and she was like oh, okay and like the husband was like thank you so much or whatever and I just sat there again like silently crying while your woman like had her details <laughs> taken I don't know why I'm like this I'm not going to be like this this time <laughs> but at the time I was just like oh like obviously like if it's her second baby like second babies will come quicker so like it is important for her you know to like get get checked in so we like came got up and she as well was like kind of laughing and joking like in the elevator and I was just like not making a sound just like really quiet really focused um and when we got up the like I'd, I'd I think it's like the woman who was downstairs I'm not sure is she a midwife or what she is but she was like okay you guys can sit there and she brought me straight into a room like past everyone she was just like you know there, <laughs> there's no messing about with you like you're in labor so 
um she brought me in and it was literally with shift change and everything she was like we're just waiting for the new there's like a handover being done so she was like you'll get someone fresh as a daisy she was really really lovely and she was like you're going to be so selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with shopify Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's first of the day now, and like this is you'll be sorted now don't worry love and like she was really really nice so I was like okay grand and within like 10 minutes um came in she was uh, like mid-20s she was an absolute dream of a woman like um came in she was so so kind she like got me all settled like took my bags and was like okay like you know had my notes and I come my my birth preferences and stuff and she was like which I'd written down as well I'd made sure that they were on my file from a meeting when I went through kind of everything that I wanted with the like in the counseling thing I was Mm -hmm. like I want it just like known so I don't really have to like do anything to do too much once I'm in labor so that was there and she was like okay grand she was like well like I'm gonna walk with you you know they did check me and they were like look you're like you are in labor but like you're they didn't tell me a number either they were just like you're early early labor but you are in it you are in labor like so they were like um hop up there do some walking so did some walking sidestepped up and down you know the stairs did like the birthing stool like the ball me this midwife was with me the whole time talking to me was like just one-on-one like she was so so kind the whole time I just forgot to contact anyone my phone was left in the room 
I didn't tell anyone that like I'd been checked in that like I didn't tell my partner I didn't wake my partner he was still asleep oblivious and um, I mentioned that I was meant to be in for an appointment to check my fluid and they were like oh we'll just ring up and cancel that like you're <laughs> there's no need like you're in labor so I was like okay grand and after about like an hour of like kind of walk and doing all I think it's like the five steps you like switch throughout like all the different things and the a different midwife came in and she was like okay like hop up I'll check you blah 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 and as she checked me she was like I just broke your waters there while uh while I was at it so that'll move things along which like <laughs> there was no like is it okay if I break your waters there's like nothing she just like broke them um which again at the time though I was just kind of like okay well like they're they're broken so that's okay yeah um, and she was like, and we'll just get the doctor. Um, I just rang up there. We'll get you your epidural. And I was like, I I don't really. And she kind of just left and I kind of didn't say anything. And I was like, okay. Um, and I like, like the midwife was kind of like, you know, like, is that like, are you, are you okay? She could see I was a bit. And I was like, yeah, I was just like, I didn't really was an epidural and like I felt like I was managing really really well and at this stage I think I was like three three centimeters which like isn't very far along but like I was like no like I feel like I'm managing it really really well and then the anesthetist came up and I just was I was just like okay I just got an epidural (laughs) because I didn't want to make I I didn't want to like I just didn't want to I suppose speak for myself I was just kind of like oh okay like if if, like you think that's the bed and they were like oh yeah I'll get like a bit of rest and everything like it'll be great and I was like okay grand like they weren't convinced me or anything but I was just kind of like they said and she arrived and I'm just kind of like okay so I like had to curl up on my side and like she put it in and it like half worked so it was I was like okay yeah like you because know, once my waters were broken also like they did come on like they were all of a sudden like a lot stronger and then I was kind of like as she was doing it I could feel them getting stronger and stronger and I was like okay like I probably do need this like so I'll just I'll just get this done and there was like a pocket left so then I was stuck in the bed um and I couldn't do any I couldn't like do mm. any of the like I was actually enjoying doing so I was just kind of then like sitting there but I was like minimal in no minimal to no pain so I was like okay and then all of a sudden my partner like rushes in the door of the like delivery suite and he was like a hair like a bird's nest he was just like and I was like hi and I was just sitting up in the bed chatting like to the girl and she even he was like hi my mom rang me she had rang the hospital and was like hi like I've just heard no update like I'm just wondering about you know like Aaron blah 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 and they were like she's in delivery as in like I was in delivery a delivery room she thought I was like pushing the baby out okay (laughs) she rang him in a freak being like she's having the baby get up like and she drove him in in a big like rush she didn't have a sup of tea or anything like and he came in and I was sitting up in a panic and I was like just sitting up in the bed having the chats and he was like what has happened so I was like I'm so sorry I was like I just didn't like I just said I'd let you sleep and he was like this would be the one time like it'd be okay to be inconsiderate he was like, what are you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he was like you're nuts um so after that then like he was in and um then they checked me again and they said you have you haven't really dilated anymore we're gonna put in we're gonna start you on the drip 
and that'll get you more dilated and again I was just kind of like okay and like I had done so much research before this where I was like I don't want interventions interventions need more interventions I was like you know I can do this and there's like so many other things you can do but like because then I'd had the epidural I was like I can't do really any of the things that like the walking around the like the birthings do like all those things that help move things along I was like I can't do any of those things anymore so I was kind of like okay they put that in and then as soon as they put the drip in um to like make the contractions come on stronger or faster whatever it does the pocket of pain just like spread so it was like it was no longer just like a bearable pocket of pain and the epidural it was like like I didn't have an epidural but then I was having really strong contractions all of a sudden from this drip so I was like okay and like the midwife could see that was with me could like see that like she was like okay no she was like there's no point in you having this if it's not working so she was like I'll call Ian's sis up and they'll do another one so I was like okay so then a man came up a different man and he was like oh they call me you know I'm the I'm the the expert uh, so he came in he was like instead of me lying on my side he was like I need you to sit up on the bed and like lean forward to do all that and I was like leaning into my partner I'd nearly took his head off so I had my arms because at this stage my contractions were so fast and so strong that like I wasn't getting 30 seconds like in between I had to keep saying stop and like because they obviously when you're in a contraction they don't want to do it so like it was like a very limited amount of time and I was just I got so upset it was like the first time since I'd been in the hospital I felt so in control even with getting these things done and then like once I had to get like a second epidural I just like got so upset I was like bawling crying I was just like this is just like a disaster um and like the midwife was so kind and like she was holding my hand and then like my partner was like it'll be over soon like you know you can do this and he knew as well because when he came in he was like so surprised that he can gotten it by myself because I was so nervous about all those types of things and he got it in anyway and he like cranked it up so I could not feel a thing from my boobs down like I was completely numb like my whole body felt fuzzy and he was like every 12 minutes you can press that button and that will stop it I think because it didn't work the first time they were like just keep pressing that button and you it it will keep working and I was like so when the light dinged on like press it even if you don't feel you need it just press it so I was like okay so this is what I did this is at like 12 o'clock in the day and then like they were at that stage then I was so so numb like I was kind of like oh yeah like I was getting my partner to sneak me like gummy like sweet I had like jellies and stuff in my bag because they were like you can't eat anything and I was like starving so I was like okay I was like getting it when they like midwives left the room I'd be like give me a second give me like a breakfast bar or something um and then like the midwife as well as had said to him like do you want to go down and get like a coffee and a sandwich or something because like he had just jumped out of the bed and come like run it rushing into the hospital and then he updated his mom as well and was like this there's no baby it's all okay um so then it just they just kept going on like they checked me I was six they checked me I was eight they were like oh yeah like you know you're progressing really really well this is like I was going up to every hour you know because they did the hourly checks or whatever and I at that stage then also I was like I can't feel anything so like like I had a the catheter in like all sorts of things in but I was just kind of like at that stage I was so numb I was just like (laughs) 
I just kind of was like, okay, like, I suppose this is like a super <laughs> medicated one. And like, you can't go back now. So it's kind of, you know, this is the way it is. Um, but it was really nice. Like, I have like no bad memories of my birth or even my labor. Like, there was things that happened that are unfortunate and that I'm like, I wish that kind of didn't happen. But like, it didn't put like a negative feel on it at all because like my midwife was so gorgeous like she was just so so lovely and supportive and like so there for me and like the same with my partner I was able to I just felt like this is really easy (laughs) what's the epidural was in I was like I'm just sitting here like you know and it's kind of just like going along so then they said when I was like nine centimeters that the they took me off the drip because his heart rate was dipping and the like head midwife she was like an old woman in a different colored scrubs and she came in and she was really abrupt and she like didn't speak to me once she just said to the midwife I need to do a check because the baby's heart rate is is dipping um so she didn't like she just kind of like did a check on me didn't say anything and she was like uh they did the oxygen scrape the scrape Mm -hmm. thingy and they were like uh the thing wouldn't stay on his head they wanted to put like a monitor thing and they said that it wouldn't stay on his head. So uh, he must have had, had loads of hair. So I was like, all right. Like, but they were like, look, the oxygen levels are fine. We're going to take you off the drip because he's just not recovering very well. They're too strong for him. So I was like, yeah, grand. Um, did the peanut ball. Excuse me. Um, I did the peanut ball for an hour um, just on either side. And like they were kind of like keeping an eye on trying to keep an eye on his heart rate but like the thing kept falling off so I wasn't doing much um and then they she came in again the like older midwife and she just checked me again and said to the midwife ready to push and she just left so the midwife was like okay like you're yeah she was really abrupt yeah really like she was the only person that I came into contact with through my whole kind of like once I went in for labor that I was a bit like that was a bit like, you know, I just, I was like, she could have like said it to me or like, even when she said, she said about um because his heart rate was dipping, there's a possibility of a C-section. Like she just said that over me over to you, the yeah. woman, you know, the yeah. midwife. And I was like sitting there being like, like, could someone <laughs> explain like the medical side? And then the midwife was like, explained it all. And I was like, okay, grand. Like she kind of like broke it down for me, but I was just a bit like, I don't know. I just, what yeah, it was like the only thing that I was a bit like, all right, like that was a bit not very nice um but then it was literally just my midwife that I'd been with for the whole day it was a less experienced one I think because like she was also when I first came in to get like my uh cannula in she was shown how to do it but she was brilliant she was like so like oh she was just she was amazing um and it was literally just her and my partner and then like an uh, obviously a more senior midwife or whatever but she was also like maybe barely 30 and I'd actually had her in a few of my fetal scans before so I kind of knew her as well so I was like oh this is like working out so well yeah and she just kind of I couldn't feel anything so I was you know she kind of was like, okay, like, how are you feeling? Can you feel any contractions? And I was like, honestly, you're going to have to tell me exactly, like, if you tell me exactly what to do, I will do exactly what you say, because I don't have any feeling. Like, I, I can't even tell when I'm having a contraction. So 
one midwife had her hand on my stomach to feel when a contraction was coming and looking at the monitor and then she, she would tell me when to push and it was like very much like on your back partner holding one leg midwife holding the other leg midwife down the end you know okay start pushing do three pushes and it was just like your typical like scene off of the like the rotunda or something like it was very much but he was out in seven pushes um he just like flew out like it was I did I remember after like the first set of like three pushes they were like oh he really wants to be born like he just like made his way down like super super easy and so I was like oh okay grand and that kind of then gave me like a little bit when they said that I was kind of like okay like I'm doing it right and like it's all because I have no idea and and then yeah like the six push his head was out and then the seven push like he was out and then it was just like do the like breathing and then he was just like he was born and that was like it he was eight eight he was not small in the slightest yeah he was a big and uh, in the video my partner took a video of like um I'd say a minute after he was born oh wow cool um and he's you know has all the ick on him and everything (laughs) and uh I'm like I was really shaky and I just kept saying he's so big I said he's he's so big because I was I was expecting this like little yeah of a baby and he was just like looked massive to me and he was quite quiet and I just said I kept I kept saying as well like is he like is he okay and like he let out a bit of a cry and then just like stopped but like he was just like happy like he wasn't there was nothing wrong but I was just kind of like oh like he's not like roaring like as everything they were like yeah Aaron, like he's perfect and like you know like they kept reassuring me so I was like okay grand um and they just kind of like did the rub down blah 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 and I only did skin to skin for about I'd say it was for about like half an hour and then they were like oh like the cord is fully drained we're just is it okay if we just like take him over and check you know give him a, a once over he'll be with dad and you can get stitched up and I was like straight away I was like oh no I was like did I so they took him and I was you know he, he I've lovely pictures as well that my partner like my partner was on point with like the pictures yeah and he's like it's so funny as well because like he's just roaring like by the when he was taken away and like with the lights and it's not surprising yeah. you know, within, like the bright lights and everything and he it's just roaring and I'm like you can see his whole you can I can still hear that like throaty like wobble cry yeah um and they she was like okay she was like you have a small she said you have a very very small tear they're not it's not even a tear you just have little lacerations up at the top she was like so don't like it's not a big deal at all you know just a few stitches so I was like, okay, like it, at this stage, the epidural was kind of wearing off and it was a bit steamy. So I was like, okay, like that's not bad at all. That's okay. Um, and she was like, you know, the placenta, they gave me the injection. The placenta came quite easily. That was fine. And then about 10 minutes later, I started violently being sick. So I think it was, they said like, it can happen with the injection to help the placenta along that it can have that effect on some women. So I was just vomiting. And um, so I couldn't hold like George. It, we, he didn't have a name at that at that stage of baby gone on him. But um, even like my partner came back over with him and was like, oh, like, do you want? And I was actually like, and we were only laughing about it the last day. I was like, get him away from me because I was just 
I was like, I'm going to uh, uh, drop him because I need to vomit or I'm going to vomit on my newborn or something. I was like, I, I just, I felt so unwell. I was like, I don't want to hold him. Will you just like hold him and keep him safe over there? And like, I just felt, and I had nothing in my stomach other than like a few gummy yeah. bears. So it was, it was really dreadful. Um, and then they gave me another injection, an anti-nausea injection to try and stop me vomiting from the injection they had given me for the placenta. So I was like, okay <laughs> so they did that stitch me up um like it didn't take too long um to be honest that was the most unpleasant part just because I, I could feel the tugging and stuff like that mm. like it, again it wasn't pain but it was just I knew what was going on and I was just really I with feeling sick as well I was just like yeah so oh. yeah awful it was just a, it, that's the only negative part of it or in my head I'm like oh god like I wouldn't want to do that part again um yeah. but and then like I held him again for a little bit he latched on straight away and like the midwife and another midwife, the changeover midwife, because he was born at eight minutes past seven. And so I had the midwife for the whole of her shift. And then she it got to like eight o'clock after they'd finished stitching me and checked, you know, the baby and everything. And they, she was like, OK, I'm going to head off now. Like, you know, it's been like an absolute pleasure. I'm delighted for you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, cool. And I was like, oh, it was just so it worked so nicely. Like I was yeah. I was so happy with the way the way it went. Um. And then like the changeover midwife came in and she was like, she was lovely as well, but she was just like, uh, um, she was like, okay, we're going to like swap you over into this because it was changeover. It was very much like, okay, like you're going to go down to the ward now. Like, you know, you're fine. You're stitched up. The baby's all right with dad grand. So she was like, okay, hand mom the baby. And I, you know, because they want you on the trolley with the baby. And she was like, dad can bring all the stuff. But at this stage, like, I was like, I'm, I can't hold him. Like, I, mm. I feel so sick. And she was like, you have to hold him. And I was like, okay. So I was just kind of like, okay, like being wheeled down. Like she moved me over to um, the like other bed and like they wheeled me down or whatever. And like my partner was behind me. And I, the whole time I was just like, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. But I was just like not saying anything and just like holding him, just being really like, okay, if I just focus. And then once we're down there, I can hand my partner the baby and then I can be sick. I was like, I just can't right now. So we got down there and I was in such a daze. Like the, the midwife was trying to talk to me once I got down in the ward and she was like, do you have nappies and Vaseline? And I was like, I was just staring at her like blank. I was like, what is she asking me? And like my partner was like, yeah. And I was like rummaging in the bag, like getting everything. I think it was just... I don't know if just the epidural have that effect, but like I had a bit of gas in there as well, not much because I I didn't like the, you know, it made me a bit nauseous at the start anyway. So I didn't really use it, but I was just disorientated really. I was just really like, God, like I I don't know what you're asking me. So she kind of like changed the nappy um, and like bundled them up and like just like handed them to to my partner and was just like okay like yeah that's grand we'll bring you your tea and toast because I was sick in the room I couldn't okay. have my tea and toast so I was like okay it, it never came and I was like okay grand and then like I was still being sick and then they said that my partner had to leave so at this stage it was like 10 o'clock and they were like he like you need to leave now um and like I was still like being sick I like hadn't like been able to get out of the bed I hadn't eaten anything like I didn't have anything ready like I didn't I was still really really confused like I was just mm. like 
oh god um so then he left and I was just like okay like I guess and he was like look like text me and like I just bawled when he left because I was like I don't know what I'm doing I was and they were like just wrap him up and put him in the bassinet as if like it was so easy but I was like I haven't walked yet I couldn't you know move my legs were so heavy you hadn't you had nothing in your body yeah yeah um and I had no sleep either since the Thursday and this is Saturday night yeah so I was just like I was so drained um but like I was looking at him I remember like just chatting to him and taking pictures but like again I didn't text anyone I was very much like I don't have the head for it other than my partner who I was texting being like oh, I, need, <laughs> I need you here and he was kind of like it's gonna be okay like I'll be over early um and it got to like two o'clock and as well like I don't he'd only latched on once in the mm-hmm. room and then it was like like my plan was to breastfeed but I kind of even with it's like I forgot everything in the preparing to breastfeed class I just was so overwhelmed by everything I was like oh my goodness like okay so I wasn't sure if I was latching him on right and like I remember I was so tired that at one stage I like looked down and I like unlatched him and I had a big huge mark looked like a hickey because on the flat part of my boob because he had been latched on literally to like (laughs) I that's how tired I was and I was wondering why I was so sore and then I was like he's not even on my nipple Um, and then I got to 2 a.m. and I rang the bell and the midwife came in and was like, what's wrong? Because like, it made such a loud like ding. And I was like, oh, God. Like, And she came in and I just burst into tears. And I was like, "I please help me. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't eaten anything. Like, I just kind of like blurted. I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't peed I was like I'm just like I don't I can't leave I haven't walked yet like he I I need to change him it was what set it off was that he I couldn't get him latched on to my left side which is always it's his least favorite side um and then he had like a big like one of his you know first snappies and it got like all over his clothes all over the bed all over his blanket all over me and I was just trying to clean him off while he was roaring and waking up all the other babies you know I could bear I was really wobbly and weak I knew I had to pee but I had like I was like I I can't leave I was sore the pain meds were kind of starting to wear off and I was just like it was just a lot so when she came in and she just went can you walk to the bathroom and I was like yeah and she was like okay like go down there and you have to like measure it or whatever after you have an epidural you have to like check that like everything's in working order and she was like go down there I will take care of your baby and I was like okay and by the time I went down used the bathroom and then came back she had him like in a fresh nappy fresh clothes swaddled up and asleep in the bassinet and she was like she literally led me to the bed and she was like okay she was like I will come in two hours from now and I will set an, an alarm and she came into me then every two hours to la- help me latch him on and to like check oh, it wow. was going okay she was so so good and it was I was so afraid to ring the bell and once I did and I think she saw me and I was the only woman breastfeeding on the ward and it was a full ward I think there was like six or eight of us and I was the only one everyone else was bottle feeding so I even knew it was time if he now he was attached to me non-stop so I didn't need a reminder but you know you heard them come in with the bottles 
and that's how I knew <laughs> that it was like about time that like he needed a feed um so I literally just fed on and off and she just tucked me into bread and she brought me uh tea and toast that I had cold but I was just like I don't care like I just because by the time I'd say I think he woke up just that that came in and this is again like four in the morning she went to got this for me so I was like I was very thankful um that's a perfect example though of like why you should why the bell is there yeah I know because we don't we're so nervous that we don't need it enough we're not you know that someone else needs it more but that the bell is there because yeah because we need help and it's a perfect example of the result of ringing the bell so yeah I mean yeah I know it was like a super positive experience I was okay like I'm not and then you see as well because she knew I think as well because I was the only one breastfeeding she was able to kind of like she was all for it and she was Mm. like this is you know this is brilliant and like oh it's really good because like you're young and she was like you'll be well able she was really really good about it um and she was able to like she got a pillow from like there was one empty bed and she brought me like a spare pillow so that like I could prop you know because I was arched over trying to get him what I could get him latched but like I was not comfortable um like I was just sitting in whatever way I could latch him on but like I was dying to death so she like got me extra pillows and like propped me up properly and she like just was really really good about it um and then she she was finished at eight and she came into me before she left and she was like I'm back at eight o'clock tonight so I'll see you tonight and I was like okay and she did the same thing for my second Mm. night oh she was brilliant but once it hit 12 o'clock and they come around and they like do checks and stuff I actually was like can I go home like I was just (laughs) I was like I don't want to be here I feel so alone um I just felt like I it would be so much more manageable if I had my partner there to help because I didn't sleep for that whole first night either and then it got to the daytime and he he was quite mucousy that's what it was he was quite mucousy because he was born so quickly so I had this like fear that he was choking I just like every Mm. time he like coughed he sounded quite spluttery I was like jumping up out of the bed and you know like fixing him and then like the midwife had put him like at an angle so that you know he was kind of it wasn't catching in his throat as much but I was just like I was stressed out of my head about that and once they came around they were like no like we're gonna keep you another night like I think you need another night um and we'll just keep an eye on him especially because you're breastfeeding and I was like okay I was like okay grand um and then like my partner came in he stayed for about like two and a half three hours and then he had to leave again so I was like okay and my plan in my head I was like okay once he comes in I will like try and get like a shower or I'll sleep to try and get sure once he was in I was like excited to tell him like yeah yeah (laughs) about like what he was what you know how he was and as well that morning I had like he was crying and I like picked him up and I changed him. I changed him and I fed him and I was holding him. And I had this sudden like, oh, like that went so smoothly. Like I was just like, okay, like that's, I feel like I have a grip on it kind of. Um, I felt like I could kind of do it then, but like I was just exhausted. And he brought me in like some snacks and crackers and like a bar of chocolate and stuff like that. Um, and I was never so glad that there was no other visitors allowed in the hospital I was like how do women have like extended family come in and see them after having a baby like I was actually like 
I, w- I would not be in any fit state to see anyone never mind talk to anyone like I was I was like a ghost like um so I was really there was lots of like I took a lot of positives from COVID because my anxiety was so bad I was like this is great like I don't have to see anyone which is so bad but I was like no like I loved it I really really liked that I didn't have that like pressure to kind of like see people mm-hmm. um and he left and then for that second night he like George was just on me for the whole entire night um just latching on and off on and off and I every time I felt like I was nodding off I'd eat a square of chocolate to keep myself awake because he was in my arms and I I couldn't every time I tried to put him down he'd wake up um now I know that if I let him cry for five or ten seconds when I did put him down he would have gone off but I was just like as soon as he made a noise I was so conscious of the other babies that I didn't want to wake up everyone else's because like it seemed like my child was the only one that was crying <laughs> in the whole ward which obviously wasn't true but that's how it felt like I was just like I'm waking up everyone's babies and um, so it got to like and I remember it, it was like 4 a.m and I was like okay I was like only like three more hours and they'll bring in breakfast and the lights go on so then it'll be like so much easier to be awake mm-hmm. and I won't have to like worry too much about other people and um, so this is like no sleep since Thursday and it's like Sunday morning now and um, no it's not it's Monday morning uh so Monday morning then they come around and like they checked everything and I was literally like I want to go home today I was like I need to go home and they were like uh yeah they were like sure we'll do all your paperwork like everything looks good we just need to like the pediatrician needs to do a check on the baby and like once I so they did all that and the pediatrician came around and was like first of all the mid the midwife on the ward was like he's a tiny bit jaundiced but well below the line so she was like that's super uh that's super okay like and your breastfeeding as well so like there's different levels kind of like if you're breastfeeding to formula feeding so she was like wouldn't be worried about that at all you're doing really really well and then the pediatrician came around and did the check and said he's jaundiced you need to top him up straight away she was like you need top of bottles you need to be topping him up because he's jaundiced but the midwife who talked to me earlier was on the Mm. ward like literally across from my bed and she heard and she went no no she's fine she said she she she, he's only he's very slightly jaundiced um and she said she's exclusively breastfeeding and you know she's doing really really well with it so I don't think that she needs those and the pediatrician was like okay well like I'll give you the bottles to bring home so that they're there for, uh, she didn't even say if you need it, she said when you need them so I was like okay um and she said otherwise he was perfect you know he was grand he was doing really well and the midwife then once the pediatrician left she said to me you don't need them <laughs> I wouldn't bring them home and I was like okay so I didn't and I didn't need them and it was fine and so she was very much just like no like you're doing really well I I understand the pediatrician side of it as well like mm-hmm. I don't think she was just I don't think she was trying to make me feel like I couldn't do it or something I think like obviously it's her prerogative to make sure that the baby's okay so like I get that as well but it was just I think the the midwife on the ward was just like no like you're you're doing fine like your latch is good it's grand it wasn't very good but like <laughs> he was getting what he needed um so it was okay and um yeah I was able to go home then thank god um my partner came in his mom picked me up and I like practically ran out of 
the hospital I was just like it was at the after after having him I found that stay awful like the midwives were lovely like but I just found I was so uncomfortable um I hadn't showered because I said who's going to mind my baby Mm. like I couldn't shower and then I realized that everyone else was showering they just left their babies there and went to have a shower but I was like I can't leave him alone what if he cries or what if like he coughs up mucus and he's like not upright like I just straight away I had this in my head being like something could happen and I need to make sure that like he's still breathing um and that's what I was doing as well when I was like eating the squares of chocolate to keep myself awake I was like I was lying there even with my eyes even if I tried to close my eyes literally I could feel I can still hear I was tuned in and I was just listening to his breathing and if it in any way differed from what it you know the normal rises and falls I was like up looking at him like watching his chest really really carefully Um, and before I was like discharged the uh, a member of the mental health team came around to have a chat with me um, just as a because I was in contact with them the whole time for my pregnancy they kind of just wanted to check in before I went home and it was off that day um, so she, I didn't get to see her and it was just one of the other girls and I lied through my teeth to her like <laughs> I think maybe if it had been Eva I would have been more honest but like I barefaced lied and was like oh first night was a bit hard but like I feel like I'm doing really really well like no I'm like perfectly fine yeah really looking forward to going home and like yeah he's gorgeous and I was like so like everything is like fantastic but like in reality I was like I hadn't slept I was in a heap she probably picked that up from me anyway Mm. but I was just like I do I'm not staying here another night I was like I need to go home so once we were home then um I didn't sleep again like we were home by about two o'clock in the day and it was about seven o'clock that evening my partner was like would you go to sleep he was like you need to lie down he was like you have the process and power of a toaster right now because he was trying to he was saying something to me and I was just staring at him and then being like what you know like I couldn't register anything um and like George was feeding a lot on and off as well because this is like going into day three so as well like my milk came in and like full swing and from the very start because I was leaking so much I when I had him latched on one side I latched the hacker on the other side my biggest downfall because I was leaking and then when the public health nurse came around I got early discharge they said on the midwife a midwife or the public health nurse came like every day for like five days and um she was like oh I'm like okay well your milk has definitely come in and then I started finding it really hard to latch him because like my, my I was so full all the time and um she was like I was like yeah like I leak so much she was like oh god like how much are you leaking I'm like I'm leaking like when I'm feeding them on one side I'm leaking about five ounces on one side and she was mm. like what and I was like yeah I had a freezer full in the first like two days I had bags and bags every single feed I had like a full you know of the the pouches yeah and I was them all flat I had so many and she was like that's not normal but I didn't know that I was just like oh I've like 
yeah, this is great. I'm like loads for this freezer stash that everyone talks about. So I was like, grand. And then she was like, no, no. She was like, what? I, I'd stop using the hacker. She was like, it's like you're feeding twins. Yeah, yeah. Because this of the suction. So I was like, and I, I, the hacker was like told to me by so many people being like, oh, it's fantastic to collect, you know, no wasting the, the leaking milk or anything. It's like really good to build up your freezer stash. And it actually gave me an oversupply. So George was choking kind of, you know, he was like, <laughs> he was getting like a re- I had a really fast letdown and like my letdown was painful. It was so tingly um, and like pins and needles. Um, and I used to like, just kind of like, grimace for like 30 seconds and then once the letdown was over it was fine there, there was no pain but it was just a really like prickly kind of mm. sensation um and the public health nurse was like yeah no like it it doesn't need to be it shouldn't be that strong like you just need to kind of like let your milk supply ease back a bit and um, so it did ease off but like I still up until he was like nearly a year I leaked massively like I I had a really good supply for the whole time and then I started pumping when he was about six months I started pumping so that kind of helped it along as well and um, because once I went back to work like I was just I wasn't against formula but I felt like I don't I had such a freezer stash built up that I was just like there's no there's never going to be a need for me to use formula yeah and of course there, I, yeah. Yeah, but the time did come, of course, when I was working, I wasn't pumping as much because I went, had gone back to work, um, only part-time, mind you, but I, you know, he was only barely six months, so when I went back, like, I wasn't, I was pumping on my break, but it wasn't, and again, I didn't take my extra pumping break because I didn't want to cause a hassle, yeah. or I didn't want to, like, feel like I was kind of, like, milking it a little bit pun not intended but you know like I didn't want to feel like people were like oh yeah like you know extra breaks and all that so um at the time did come of course when like my I had nothing in the freezer and there needed to be bottles the next day and I remember bawling my eyes out going over to the shop and buying like ready for me like the optimal way and it was so funny because when I listened it was not funny but when I, I related so much listening to your yeah because yeah. I was like oh my god like I remember that and I felt I have still have the voice message that I sent my older sister and my voice is so wobbly in it and I was like I know like I sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be this big a deal but I was like I just feel so annoyed at myself that I feel like I was lazy that I didn't put the effort in like I got lazy with pumping and I didn't make sure that I had enough there and I just felt so guilty like I was just so mad at myself and upset with myself that like I had to do this it was perfectly fine he drank it it was fine and there wasn't a big deal like every now and again I did have to use just like because because of me going back to work like if a bottle needed an extra bottle needed to be there um because at that stage my freezer stash was kind of gone and I hated pumping so I was just kind of like I didn't want to do it anymore it was really tedious and then once I eased off with the pumping I was getting like an ounce when I pumped um for ages and my like I was sore I was swapping back and forth I was power pumping to try and like you know this whole like every five what is it five minutes every 
20 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever I was like reading so much online trying to like get it up again and then I was just like I'm just going to stop pumping and I did and I just stopped and I just kept feeding him instead like myself and we only stopped a month ago um and he's 22 months so and he decided to and it was awful yeah. it was, I was really upset <laughs> not even upset I was just so like oh he just didn't look for it one evening and we had weaned down to just one before bed and he just didn't look for it one evening and he just went to bed without it and then I was like oh like he's just probably but this is as well because I'm pregnant I'd say it's nothing left <laughs> at this stage he was like why am I bothering <laughs> he probably wasn't getting anything yeah. from that because it was purely comfort but sorry I know I've cut our conversation off in a really um strange part of our chat but we went off on a tangent thinking about what we're going to talk about um, over the next couple of months with Erin's current pregnancy so if you're enjoying the podcast I would love if you could take a moment to either leave a review um, I know you can't on Spotify but you can on iTunes leave a review rating send me an email to let me know how the podcast has helped you um, or send me a DM because it's always nice to get that feedback so have a great week and I will chat to you I'll actually share a nice video that Erin sent me of when she discovered she was pregnant with her second baby I'll do that maybe tomorrow Wednesday Um, so anyway sorry I'll chat to you all next week bye bye Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.